Hello, welcome to the Car Stories Podcast, brought to you by the Peterson Automotive Museum. My name is Kyle Hyatt. Uh, James McKeon, who is usually with me, I think is off in New Jersey, I don't know, living in a shipping container. I don't, I don't know what he does with his time. He's a strange man with strange habits. Uh, but that's okay. We can soldier on without him for now. Uh, because uh, we're lucky enough to have Mr. Evan Klein here. He's a uh, renowned photographer, particularly in Los Angeles and around. He's done a lot of work for the museum, uh, many, many publications. You know him if if you have even kind of a cursory interest, I think, in automotive photography at this point. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you. Yeah. So getting started, um, you know, we like to keep it linear at the beginning, <laughs> start at the beginning. Uh, how did you sort of find your interest in cars um what really sparked that for you well i'm a guy that helps and and guys sort of we have this affinity and affection towards things that we can touch and feel and play with and Mm -hmm. that was cars you know dad liked cars dad sort of worked on them you know and you're a kid you're like you know know, eight nine ten twelve your first words truck Mm-hmm. You know, and from then on, it was, I like the smell of gasoline. You don't mind pushing a lawnmower. That's your first introduction to, I think, anything gas-related. Mm-hmm. And and from there, it became cameras. Sure. Cars, races. Yeah. Neat cars. Well, it all goes together then. Yeah. Nice. So, like, where, where, did, you, where did you grow up? I grew up in Atlanta. Okay. So, okay. Uh, at age 18, I actually, I had an MG. Oh, nice. I hopped in my MG. I, I had my acoustic guitar, my stereo, and some clothes. Mm-hmm. And I drove from Atlanta to Los Angeles. Wow. I still have the guitar. Yeah. Well, too bad you don't still have the MG. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Only broke down twice. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty That's pretty admirable. Only twice. That's that's quite a haul for a, a, a British car. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, and you still have a, a love of British cars, right? Well, it's Alphas now. Alphas, okay. Oh, yeah, they're much more reliable than British cars. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. as he says with a, a bit of sarcasm. <laughs> they leak marginally less oil. That's the important thing. Um, wait, what What? Uh, what Alphas? Are, are, do, you, do you mean, do you have a small collection, or what do you, what do you like now? Well, you know, a, as a car photographer, as a car lover, it was always that if you're going to have a classic car, mm-hmm. you're going to drive it. Exactly. Okay. You're, it just not, it's not a garage thing. You're going to drive it every day. You're going to put it to work. Your car works for you because you, you love cars. Exactly. You love driving you, you, and the smell of gasoline. Sure. And, which, know, is, which is critical if you're going to be driving a classic <laughs> Italian car. Thank you. And <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. Th- this car is a 1967 Alfa Romeo Giulia Super, re- re- restored from nose to tail. Fantastic. Okay. I've had spiders, four of them or so, sure. you know, over the years. Alphas are pretty easy they all have the same parts yeah and so when and this that engine's actually pretty solid consi- compared to a lot of contemporaries that that twin cam four is yeah i mean speaker that's a speaker injection's a whole other can of worms but yeah, yeah. some people some people are like you know speaker injection that's impossible to work with and then you're you know your mechanics like i hate carbs you gotta jet them and you know it's like so you get caught in that you know well who's gonna fix the speaker there's only sure. one guy in america yeah he's up in washington yes uh, poor wes ingram you know yeah hi wes you know yeah i had to make a couple of calls when i was an alpha owner i wasn't happy about that so god and, and so yeah the, you know i can get all my gear in the car mm-hmm. you know and you can do stuff so it was it was I was looking over my notes because I, I also work with Octane Magazine. And, sure. Yeah, and it's a fantastic like, publication. 
respect, right? And great guys. And they said, you know, Evan, you know, Evan, you're in Los Angeles, and we'd like you to write something, you know, about what it's like to have Los Angeles Alfa Romeo and photographer and stuff like that. And you use it every day. Yes, 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 I'll do that, no problem. And I was making my notes mm-hmm. about, you know, about how reliable my car is sure. and how fantastic it is. And then I looked at my notes for, like, the last month, the last four and a half to six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, so the U-joints went out. All right, so we replaced the U-joints, sure. both front and rear. I said, it's that's an not- old car. you got to make excuses. And I said, that's not so bad. And then, and I said, well, then there was the problem with the alternator, even though it was newly rebuilt. And mm-hmm. I said, well, even newly rebuilt things go out, right? And then as we were replacing the U-joints, it felt electrical at first, you know, because the way it rumbled, we popped the hood. And we noticed the radiator hose had split. <laughs> and I said, well, hoses break. Well, sure. So you can rationalize... Yeah, I mean, having having a, a short or you know borderline non-functional short-term memory as a classic car enthusiast is a helpful trait to have. Right. Yeah. So my daily driver is a 1970 Mercedes-Benz uh, 280 SE, <laughs> and you know I've had it for a little over a year, and I'm like, this car is great, super reliable, except for the time that a bypass hose blew out in a parking structure, and I had to have it pushed out of the structure and then towed. Uh, or the time that the uh, the points wore themselves out in about a week, so I had to like figure out how to re- redo points for the first time in like 15 years. Uh, oh, and, and then of course the most recent uh, drama is that the cylinder head uh, rotted itself out um, because it's aluminum, and uh, and and so that my car's been blown apart in a shop for three weeks. <laughs> But it's fine. It's perfectly reliable. These things happen. Yeah. You know, you know, when you call AAA and they like answer the phone, Evan, how are you? Yeah, exactly. They know yeah. your name. You're, 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 right. <laughs> Kyle, yeah. it's great to hear from you. Where you at? Thank you for your five years of membership. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you for the thousands I've saved in toes. God. But yeah. yeah. So, so refresh my memory. Um, the, the Julia Super, is that one of the step nose cars or is that? It's, uh, it's boxy. Boxy, okay. Okay, you got your Spider, sure. Right, you got your GTV, which is a two-door, yeah. uh, sort, you know, hard top. Sure. And then you've got the Julia. That was sort of like this utilitarian sedan. Okay, okay. So like pre-Berlina. Yes, very pre-Berlina. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Very lightweight, very functional. Right. It was. You could even say it was a precursor to the BMWs, mm-hmm. the 1600s. Those are fantastic. Right. Cars, and yeah. it's not quite a Fiat. It's not quite a Lada. Sure. But now, now this thing handles. Mm-hmm. We dropped the two liter in it. It's got dual carbs, five speed, four wheel disc brakes. Sure. My Alpha was the direct descendant of that. I had a 77 Alfetta sedan, small body. Yes. Two liter, speaker injected, five mm-hmm. speed, inboard rear disc brakes that took eight hours to change pads. Yeah. And, you know, all the good stuff. And then it rusted around me. And, <laughs> and that was the last <laughs> and time that I was it. Alpha. Yeah, that was the end of it. Ran great. Yeah. That was a beautiful experience. Yeah, it was basically like wheels and then a really nicely running engine by the time it was right. done. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's cool. Yeah, and it's it's neat cuz Los Angeles is one of the few kind of places in America where you can really daily drive a classic and it's not that weird or that much of a sacrifice because weather works and there's shops here that service everything. Yeah, which is nice. You know, it just yeah, it, it's you know every day when you're out driving, you get at least one person mm-hmm. that smiles. Exactly. That's uh, uh, you know my car is so slow. I've got to make an appointment to get on the freeway, but people are nice. They, they, they uh, smile, and let you in. Because it's a classic. Exactly. You know, you know, if it was a Prius, nope, forget it. Mm-mm. With an Uber sticker, they're <laughs> like, oh god, you're lucky if you're going to get anywhere. You I know? should put an Uber sticker in the Mercedes to see what happens. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's uh? Who do you? Where do you get your Alpha serviced? I mean, obviously the the big guy that everybody knows in this area is Santos. 
uh, Alpha service. Is that where do you take yours? Okay. Well, Benny, if you're out there over at John's Alpha Romance at the corner of Pico and Hauser, 5422, um, mm-hmm. go see Benny. Yeah. It's funny. I drive by that a lot because I don't live terribly far from there, mm-hmm. but I never really see any Alphas outside. It's always like BMWs and all the other stuff. Like, Oh, that's the Eurospec place that mm-hmm. does all the Porsches and okay. BMWs yeah, yeah. and ac- across. Uh, Benny, I would say, is probably one of the most qualified mechanics in all of Los Angeles all in right. terms of Alfa Romeo. Factory trained. Mm-hmm. For over 25, 30, I've known Benny 25 years, and he was working on Alphas way before that. Sure. This is, this is the Alpha doctor. I like it. You, you bring it in, and he, he'll, he'll listen. He I pops love that. the hood. He looks at it, and he nods a little bit. He, he'll, he'll smell things, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll poke, and then he'll giggle, you know. And he'll, it's, it's so reassuring to have somebody that can, that can do that. As, like having to take your classic anywhere is kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah. It's yeah, so that's that's nice. Shout out to Benny. Yeah, yeah. Right. Benny and I restored the Julia okay. from nose to tail, stripped the entire thing, rebuilt the motor, the gearbox, the brakes, the suspension. So, which motor is that? Because I know there was like a thirteen hundred, and then did they offer it with the, the bigger motors later, or it, it went thirteen hundred, mm-hmm. uh, sixteen hundred. Some had dual carbs, that had some had single carbs, and so this was a a sixteen hundred with dual carbs, forty DCOE Weber's. Okay, and. When I picked up the car, the uh, the sixteen hundred wasn't so good, right? Mm-hmm. It had a crack in the head. Oh, and so we both kind of looked at each other. We said we got the carbs, the original, and at, at, you know the original carbs. It's mm-hmm. great that the serial numbers are almost more matching practically, wow. right? That's, yeah. All right. So we said to ourselves, we got the, a fantastic gearbox. The car actually had low miles on it, even though we we're going to completely restore it. Mm-hmm. And Benny looks at me and he goes, "You see that over in the corner." Right there, he goes. I got a two-liter motor just sitting there. <laughs> he goes, you know, well, we'll use the intake, the carbs. We'll match it up. You got yeah. two liters. Yeah. I nobody, said, nobody knows. Yeah, and I said we can use the five-speed box. We'll make a modification. And said, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So I got tons of power. Awesome. And those the, those motors sound so good. They make so much more power than they should, given when they were built and how big they are. Right. It's, it's always a surprise. It was always just, just just a little bit of a shock whenever I'd put my foot in, in my car, which was a 2-liter as well. Mm-hmm. But um, You sound faster than you're going, and that's okay. That's important. That's good for, right. for, for keeping points off the license. Yes. Yeah. Um, so getting in, you know, how, how did you... Obviously, like, your, your love of cars kind of informed you getting into photography and stuff. Like what was what was that process like? How did you kind of get your your start with photographing cars in a professional sense? You, you know, it's it's. I come from when we we didn't have you know camera phones, mm-hmm. and we we didn't have digital cameras. It was literally just film and a camera. Sure. And it probably wasn't your camera. It was it was your dad's camera, and mm-hmm. you know, oh, it does things, and we don't know what it is, but we're going to go take pictures. Mm-hmm. And you know, the first thing you take pictures of is like a car show. And you learn about framing. And, I mean, come on, you're only 13. Mm-hmm. And you had to ride your, your bicycle, your Schwinn, to the car show. You know, got to make sure all your gear fits in the apple crate. Yeah. On the back. Yeah. So, and then you have to get it processed, you know, it's like, and you get it back from whatever it was, the Fox photo, you know, drive up to, you know, pedal up to the little window. Mm-hmm. And you're like, can I have this processed? And they're like, yes, you'll have it tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and you're like, wow, look at all these pictures. And they're all three inches by five. Yeah. You know, so that was, you know, you want to, you like cars, you appreciate the design of cars. So you say, how can I be around cars? Mm-hmm. And you want to involve yourself with the design. And, and how can you take a picture that complements the designer and what he created? Sure. And, and that was sort of, 
where it evolves to. I mean, cars sit still, cars move. Mm -hmm. They, you know, so they're not, they're they're a 360 degree object that you can capture and play with. And so I worked in the film business before I actually started shooting cars. Okay. And it was always art department, art direction, props, and it was TV commercials, TV shows, feature films. And so you'd always art direct whatever you did. Mm Mm-hmm. And so suddenly you could start art directing with your cars. You would get a Tatra and you'd go, huh, a Tatra. What would I do with a Tatra? And you'd say, well, you'd place a Tatra at like this, uh, you know, World War II German factory. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, I'd shoot it in black and white. And you'd make it look very German and very strict and, you know, <laughs> very uh, like, like subversive almost. Sure. So we went to the Hyperion treatment plant. And that's got little roads that run inside of it. That's mm-hmm. over by the ocean. It was affordable. It's for Motor Trend Classics. Oh, was, I love that magazine. I wish it was. That was one of my favorite car magazines. You never knew what you were shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you would unearth these fantastic automobiles. You know, it's like, you know, would you rather get a call to shoot a Prius yeah. or a Tatra? Exactly. Yeah. And the Tatra was about discovery. The Prius was just... Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, someone's got to <laughs> do it. And, you know, you're like, Don't, isn't there someone else? You mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, yeah, you got to keep the alpha running. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> she needs constant care and attention. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we had uh, uh, Julia LaPalm on uh, a couple months ago, and we talked a little bit about Motor Train Classic. And- uh-huh. It's just so sad that it's that you know it went away because it's such a it was such a wonderful thing to get like an as an object like the size mm-hmm. you know was just that much bigger than a, than a regular issue of, of a magazine and the paper was that much nicer and it was just it was great I really miss that you know you know this is part of a community you know mm-hmm. the, the, the classic cars and whether you've got the B, a BMW a Tatra an Alpha a Lotus what or a Jaguar whatever it is mm-hmm. you know that's we're all part of that yeah you know and and you could have a low rider but you've got just as much respect for the low rider as, as you do for the guy with the ferrari absolutely so many hours go into maintaining or or, or creating mm-hmm. that that object that you've fallen in love with that you know you fall asleep late at night thinking about or scouring the internet for that weird part yeah for sure yeah plus i mean low riders anybody that's going to chrome their brake discs i respect it Yes. That's off. Yeah. You know, which actually brings me to uh, on June 25th. There it is. At Franklin Canyon Lake. I put on a car show on uh, an homage to mm-hmm. all of us car guys. It happens every year. Every year. Yeah. Uh, which, which, uh, how, how, how long has it been going on now? Well, this is our fourth year. Fourth year. Uh, people like George Barris. Mm-hmm. You know, George came. We brought a car from the museum, the XR6. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, we had Singer show up. Uh, we had Jonathan Ward of Icon show up. We had Rod Emery bring an outlaw. Oh, Spike yeah. Sverston of uh, Celebrity Matchmaker came up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all these great guys bring their cars and share them with other people. And people can, you know. Absolutely. It, 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 just enjoy. Yeah. It, it's a lake. Now, this lake is where they actually shot the opening to the Andy Griffith show. Okay. So if you see, uh, you know, you know, Opie and Andy with their fishing poles, this is Franklin Canyon Lake, the heart of Beverly Hills. I didn't know that. Uh, go to Highway Earth, mm-hmm. www.highwayearth.com. You'll see pictures. You can register your car. Any car is welcome. Fantastic. Any car, whatever you got, bring it. Be, be, you know, we closed the entire loop around the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can walk. You can, there, there'll be food vendors there. 
Fantastic. We can have ice cream, and we get we do big crew photos. We do raffles. We got sponsors. You're gonna see the new McLaren there this year. Oh yeah, the 720. Yep. We had that at the museum uh, for one of their opening things uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Oh, what a car! Yep. What a car! <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Real pretty. <laughs> so it's it's fun being able to put on a show. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, and every day people register for the show, and you don't know what. So far, we've got two Maserati Citroen SMs. Nice. Two of them, not one, two. That's pretty good. Yep. The Alpha Club is coming. The Citron Excellent. Club is coming. Excellent. Uh, a Brickland signed up yesterday. Whoa. Okay. I didn't know there was a Brickland in LA to sign up, but yeah. There you go. So you know, I even shoot a magazine mm-hmm. for the car show. Okay. So I, I'm gathering the favorite cars together. And and everyone that registers gets a copy of the magazine as well. Oh, that's so cool! And so you should try and if anybody out there has a a, a bitter SC, you should register as well. We'll park it right next to the Brooklyn. Yes, uh, you know, still, stillborn uh-huh. uh, super supercars of the 1980s. It'll be great. Yeah, there's some bitters in town. I've seen them. All right, there's a couple. Okay, we did a shoot for that Motor nice. Trend Classic. Yep, very nice. Um, so I mean, what what prompted you to start? the Highway Earth show in the first place. I mean, as you said, that's a huge undertaking, and especially in a place like Beverly Hills. I mean, I can only imagine the kind of permitting required to get all that that done. But You know, what it was was Cars and Coffee was just starting, mm-hmm. right? And But Cars and Coffee start at 6 in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Okay. How are you going to tell your wife on Sunday morning at like 5.45 that, you're leaving. Mm-hmm. But, but they don't really take to that too well. And, and, you know, it's like, well, don't you want to come with me? Yeah. And it's like, really? Your, your wife wants to come with you and 300 other guys with a cup of coffee standing around cars. And I said, come on, man, we got to do better than this in a hot parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then when nine o'clock rolls around, don't care where you go, but you got to go. Yeah. Right. So I said, man, we got to We got to do this better. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I go jogging around this lake. And so I asked the ranger, who's, who's responsible for the lake, and she looked at me, and she said, that's a fantastic idea. No one has ever done that here before. Uh, I, I love hot rods. My husband and I have hot rods. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do a car show at the lake. You got it. Yeah. And so she goes, look, I'm the only person you need to talk to about this. <laughs> I said, you're kidding me. She goes, no. It's like, you don't need to talk to City of Beverly Hills because this is the park. This is Parks and Recreation, and it occurs here. So you just what? go you go through me. What are the odds? <laughs> so, you know, it's not free. Yeah. <laughs> so, But we, we, we get to have our show. That's so cool. So, I mean, obviously we talked a little bit about what people can expect uh, there. Like, what, what kind of a turnout have you been getting um, since you started doing it? Oh, gosh. Uh you know, we can fill the entire lake. That's probably about 125 to 135 cars. Okay. And and I say, you have to register mm-hmm. just because, you know, if you, I'll fill the lake up and then you'll show up at the last minute and we won't have space for you. Sure. Now, now there's plenty of spectator parking, mm-hmm. right? And that's free. Admission is free for spectators as well. We can fit several hundred spectator cars. Awesome. That's not a problem. So, boy, we've, we've had, you know, one to 3,000 people circling that lake that's amazing yeah so changing gears just a little bit um you as we talked about briefly you've you've got a relationship with the museum you've been doing work for us for for a while you've shot a lot of um you know stuff for uh you know pieces of our collection you've 
for, uh, shot for books that we've released, etc. Yeah. How did that relationship start? Boy, you know, that, that started probably with Motor Train Classics. Okay. You know, before the redesign of the museum and we were doing special shoots and the museum would have the cars. Mm -hmm. uh, I, boy, and, and that's when you start meeting people at the museum. Right. And you, yeah, yeah oh, the car, the car world is also about relationships. It's a surprisingly small community. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very tight knit for, for what it is. I mean, it's, I always find that a little bit, I've been doing like I, the only jobs I've ever had are car jobs and for, you know, for that's almost 15 years now. And, and, and it's still a little bit shocking that everybody knows everybody. That's interesting. And you make friends, mm -hmm. you know, the, the car world's different than the movie business world because the car world, you know, we all help each other when we're broken down. Sure. You know, instead of trying to take their job yeah. in the film business, you know, it's like, hey, Jim just lost the position over at Warner Brothers. Oh, really? Can I have his desk? Yeah. You know, so that, you know, that, that relationship with the museum, I mean, even the museum are car people. Mm -hmm. And so it's, 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 it's not like you're going to work. It's the briar patch of, of fun mm -hmm. where you can all laugh about the same thing and you're all interested in the same thing. And if you can help the museum, you know, feel better or give them images or create great images that represent the museum that other people can enjoy. For sure. You know, my job here, Batman, is done. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So you have a very sort of specific aesthetic, at least at least with the stuff that you, you shot for the museum. Um, how did you kind of come come to that? It's a very... there's a, it's Things are very bright, very dynamic. There's a lot of... It's very punchy. Like what, what made you kind of decide on that as, as a, you know, as it, a look you had, to, we had to say to ourselves, all right, we've got 50 cars that we have to photograph mm -hmm. 50 cars. We have three cars a day for three weeks that we have. And, and you say, all right, now this is a book that represents the museum. And I, and I said, and it represents the collection. So it, it's, it's important. Because it's, it's almost like a historical document also. It's a point of reference. Mm -hmm. Ima imagine someone that, that owns one of these 50 cars and he wonders, you know, you know, what does the dash look like? What does the motor look like? Sure. So you, you have to set up a visual dialogue. Okay. All right. Of consistency. Right. And it all ha also has to be timeless. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, you can't shoot everything with a wide angle lens and make it look funky and hip hop. Yeah. Because if you do that, you... That's not what the designer needs. Yeah. What your your historical documentation again? Yeah. So you wanna you wanna make it look clean, as best you can. We we lit everything we shot, mm -hmm. and we said the location had to be simple, because we we talked about it. We said let's go here, let's go there, let's go here, and you know some cars run, some cars don't. Some cars are too valuable. Yeah. To move around, and start doing stuff with, and we said, well, you know what? I can shoot it all on the roof. Mm -hmm. Let's do it there. Well, we will be close to home and you'll, you'll have a visual dialogue of consistency that everyone can understand from page to page. Sure. One of the, one of the shoots that you did with the museum that I, I remember specifically was, uh, uh McQueen cars. Um, and you went up to, was that, that was up at Santa Paula at one of his houses, right? Yeah. Brentwood. Okay. Brentwood. I thought it, it was the Brentwood mansion. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Tell us a little bit more about like how about, about that shoot. Cause that, that must've been a pretty cool experience bringing those cars there and, and kind of, I guess, reuniting them with, with their home. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Zubin Mehta, the conductor owns the house now. Okay. All right. And, and so it's in the top of, of Brentwood. And, and from what I hear, 
His, Steve's house was a little bit higher than James Garner's house. Oh, the, the beer can story? There were lots of, you know, okay. So you, you've heard sort of these stories and uh, the house, is, it's beautiful. It's like this stone mansion uh, mm-hmm. with a long winding driveway. And, you know, you've got the, the XKSS, you've got the Hudson, you've got his Indian motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And you get... Uh, Sort of do whatever you want, as long as you get it done within three hours. <laughs> you know, like, oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's there's certain rules of how do you light a car. Of course. Right. And you say, well, the sun's been in the wrong place every hour that we're trying to shoot, but <laughs> the only three hours that we have. Of course, the XKSS didn't run. And so you go, all right, so we're going we're gonna to pull it up the hill. Mm-hmm. And you go, all right, with a rope, a tow rope, because you don't want to hurt it. Yeah. But then again, I mean, this is an XKSS. How many XKs are there? Uh, I mean, what, D-type? You know. 17, I believe, XKSSs? Yes, right. Not, not counting the ones that Jaguar's building now? Right. So this is one of the rarest, most beautiful cars in the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's an extension of the D-type race car. It's before the E-type ever took off. Mm-hmm. Right, well, the E-type didn't exist because, you know, the factory burned down. Sure. This is, you know, I would drive one of these every day. Of course. This would be my... Steve did. Yeah. This would be my daily driver. I'd complain about, you know, the steering wheel being on the, you know, wrong side. But Yeah. Well, you got to complain about something. Get over it, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know if Benny would work on it because it's not an alpha. Well, you have to find a new guy. A new guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. There'd be a guy named Edward who's I'm English, sure. right? Of course. Right. Nigel, perhaps. Yeah. Nigel. Yeah. Hello. Yes, right. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, we got the cars there. We did the shoot. I I, I talked to Chad McQueen later. Mm-hmm. I said, Chad, check out these pictures I shot at, at the house. And he's like, oh, man. He goes, I grew up in that house. You know, oh, that is so cool. You know, you should have called me. I would have come up. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I should have. Huh. He, yeah, he's he's just, he's around a lot. You see him at all kinds of car shows. He's just... He's involved. He is. He really is. That's, that's always, that was one of the first, like, when I got down to California and I started going to car shows and stuff, like, just randomly seeing, like, that's Chad McQueen. <laughs> what is he doing here? This is <laughs> that kind of thing is a shock, and it, it's you, you can't really accurately explain that to people that aren't like used to it or that that haven't been to like you know been a part of the the the, the car show scene or the just the car scene down here in general. Right? How kind of absurd it is! Like it's, very, it's a little weird. <laughs> you know, you know who did show up? Uh, yeah, I heard you guys got some special guests at this shoot. Yeah, it, it was Spike and, and Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> you had to kick them out because they had the wrong kind of cars. Yeah, you know, it's like, they've got these two very loud, like, 1970s RS 911 Porsches, the straight mm-hmm. exhaust. And, yeah, and they, and they came right up and parked in the shot. It, you know, it's like, all right, you go tell them that they parked in the <laughs> shot and they have to move their cars. <laughs> nice. Well, you know. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, you know they understood. They're like, "All right, where do you want us to put him? Right there. That's good." Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if Jerry Seinfeld has a reputation for anything, it's being a reasonable man. Oh yes, yeah, clearly. You know. <laughs> um. So, what are what are some of uh, what are some of your favorite cars that you've you've shot? I mean, whether they're museum cars or not, just in general. I mean, obviously, you you, you talk about kind of art directing them and 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 taking the the designer's intent and focusing on that. Like, what what are the cars that that have like these you know, the angles and the curves and things that really have stood out to you you know every, every job is unique mm-hmm. and every car is unique right and it's the unexpected so so just even this this past the past couple of weeks you know we shot or I, I i shot bruce meyer's testarossa nice i love that okay car. and we shot <laughs> it at graystone oh yeah right and, and so it happened very quickly mm-hmm. so it was you know 
We're going to shoot for octane. Great. Where are you going to do it? Well, I had this location down by Terminal Island. No, we can't do that. Bruce has been on a plane all night. He got off at 2 in the morning. You know, he's barely had any sleep. What can we do close? And we can't get the car until in the afternoon. You know, Tom will bring it over from the garage. And we said, okay, what's close? And we started scratching our heads. Priceless Testarossa, Mm -hmm. you know. He goes, well, just drive it over. You're not going to flatbed it? No. It's Bruce's cars. Of course he's going to drive it He's going to drive it. That's what they do. And and, And so suddenly you're at Greystone, this beautiful facility of a mansion, right, Mm -hmm. with this flagstone everywhere, and you're shooting a Testarossa. The winningest Ferrari in history, I believe. And it's chasing you up and down the driveway from a shoot (laughs) van, right? Nice. With Bruce driving with a big grin on his face. Yeah, that is his default setting. Right? And and you go, you know, this isn't so bad. Mm -hmm. You know, And and then all of a sudden, you know, that was on a Wednesday. And then Friday, you know, you're getting this call. You know, Evan, can can you go down to Shelby? And you're like, <laughs> sure. You know, uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be shooting, or we want we want you to shoot this new wide body Mustang. Hmm. And you're like, hmm, okay. And so you're like, all right, let's see it. And sure enough, it. I don't. I don't even know how wide these tires are and how wide <laughs> these fenders are. It's you know, you see the stock. Mustang, and then you see this Shelby with over 700 and some odd horsepower. Oh, yeah. It's bigger. Sure. Right? Just a little and, bit. And it's blue. And, and you know, <laughs> so you know, what are you going to do with it? And, and this is the way photography sometimes works. And I said, well, you're really close to Terminal Island. There you go. And I said, let's go down there. And so I said, let's put it by, uh, I know where some containers are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a short straightaway of a road. And, and I said, Let, let's put it like, container city with this blue mustang we're gonna light it up i said we're gonna do that then we're gonna put it near some oil pumps the derricks you know Mm -hmm. like these donkey things sure and i and i said you know you know these are men cars and this is what men do right yeah and so so we'll do that and uh this is a car for oil men and stevedores right tough car that's what we do you know and and so you get there and then the people at the container yard are like you can't do that here it's like one shot Nope. I said, we just, you know, we're 10 minutes from here. We had, nope. Don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. And it's like, all right, well, we're going to go over by the oil pumps now. No, you can't do that either. And it's like, but, but they're not your oil pumps. Uh-huh. And I said, well, we're going to do some stuff on the road. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. the road's public. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's a private road. I was like, what? And he says, the guy at the end of the street and his business owns it. Nice. And I said, Oh, you mean Jack with the Sulphur Company? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, I'll go talk to Jack then. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. Hopped in the cars, went right down to Jack's place, and uh, Jack had left, but I talked to Oscar. Oscar says, sure, you shot the Maserati here. He goes, come on in, whatever you need. This is great. <laughs> oh, what a great Mustang, you know? Yeah. And we were shooting. And at the images, I'll show, I'll show you. They're on the phone. They mm-hmm. are stunning. Oh, yeah. That just ah oh, great. So you 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 know I always I have the expression that you have to turn turn lemons into lemonade. Of course, and and that was a, a lemonade day because you come home when you're staring with that yellow sulfur and mm-hmm. the big big machinery stuff and this bright blue car lit up with strobes. Oh, it yeah. just glows. You, you go ah. So you go like all right. Did I like the Testarossa? You're like I don't know. Did I like the Mustang? Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> you know, and that's you know t- today before I got here. I get a phone call 
from Laura from Germany. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. How you doing? Is this Evan? Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, this is Evan. You know, do you have a minute to talk? I, and I'm waiting for the, would you like to buy magazines? Sure. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Women don't call me with accents asking me to, you know, what do you want? Yeah. They're like, you know, we are looking at your pictures right now. The, the, the uh, Astro Corvette you shot, the, the astronaut Corvette, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, at NASA. Uh, we'd like to use these. And, and you go, okay. Now, and, and all the, this is how the day, you know, this is all within, you know, five to eight minutes. Sure. We're, we're, we're doing something for Chevrolet. It's a pop-up and we're, it's the... You know, back in the 60s, the astronauts were given Corvettes, mm -hmm. all right? So I did a photo shoot in Houston at NASA with one of the Corvettes, the original vet. Very so, cool. So they want to use this for a whole pop-up presentation happening around Munich and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then the next thing they said, is, you know, we want to use your images, and, and we'd like to fly you and your wife out. <laughs> well, it's obviously rough being Evan Klein. I mean, clear, what, that's what we're trying to get across. Yeah, and, and we want to give you a Corvette, and you get to drive it on the Autobahn. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm like, honey, She's like, what? And I said, you won't believe who's on the phone. Like, what? You know, what? What? You know, and that's like, who's going to watch the dogs? You know? uh, well, you know, obviously the sun never sets on Evan Klein. That's that's the point we're going to we're going to leave people with today. Oh, I think. thanks. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I guess. How do you top that? Um, that's that sounds like it's going to be an amazing experience. Well, you know, and, the, and, and Corvettes on the Autobahn. It's not those two things don't go together, but no, make it work. No, and Germany's so cold, mm -hmm. and the long plane trip, and the food. Who likes potatoes? Nobody likes sausages and yeah, beer. Yeah, no. you know. So, and who's going to watch the dogs? Exactly. That's the important question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I guess kind of kind of wrapping things up, closing things out a little bit. What uh, what do you what do you got coming up for you? I mean, obviously the car show, but uh, where can people find some of uh, your your newer shoots uh, that you can talk about? I mean, keep in mind this will come out in a couple of weeks, but mm. you know, go to my website. There you go, evankleinfilms.com. dot com, mm -hmm. and I I randomly put pictures up. Excellent. Uh, go to my Facebook page, Evan Klein. Perfect. You know. Right now, I have a pet squirrel. You're going to see a lot of pet squirrel pictures. Excellent. So not so many cars, but don't worry. I mean, if you're not going to see cars, what you want to see is pet squirrel. Pet squirrel. Yeah. It's Scotty. Yeah. He's got a following. He should. He, he, yeah, everyone knows him by his first name. Excellent. Well, that's, that's obviously... That's pretty flippant, I think. <laughs> a mister in the last name, I think, is until you're properly introduced. Yes. Um, cool. And are, do you have, are you on Instagram? Do you have an Instagram as well? or You know... I, I do. Mm -hmm. Instagram is difficult for me because uh, you're, 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 there's so much social media that, you, oh, that yeah. you, you know you have to import a picture to this to post it onto this to square mm -hmm. it or rectangle format this or that. And don't forget, you got to do Instagram and you have to do mm -hmm. Facebook and you have to maintain your website and you have to get a job. Yeah. It's like God, you know, just I just want to shoot. Yeah. You know. Well. All right. Um, well, uh, make sure you guys that uh, if you're in Los Angeles. On the 25th of June, it's a Saturday or Sunday. I'm sorry. Um, uh, stop by the Highway Earth Car Show because it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be there. I'm going to drag James along when he get whenever it is he gets back from being a Springsteen impersonator or whatever he's doing in Jersey. Um, and uh, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have fun. You're going to have fun. We'll have some food truck uh, food and uh, we'll see some cool cars and apparently a Bricklin, yes. which you know that's that's a rare occurrence in and of itself. Um, 
And yeah, make sure you check out Evan's work. It's it's really incredible stuff. Um, we at the museum love having him uh, shoot for us. It's always fantastic. Um, and he's a pleasure to work with. Uh, and, uh, you know, likes to keep it pretty light, as you can tell uh, here. But uh, make sure uh, you guys uh, check out the Peterson Museum if you haven't already. I mean, I assume if you're listening to the podcast, you've already sought us out. But on the off chance that you haven't, uh, it's peterson.org. That's Peterson with two E's. Uh, our fa- Facebook is Peterson Museum. Instagram is Peterson Museum. And Twitter is Peterson underscore museum. And yeah, subscribe, uh, review, like, etc. Uh, surreptitiously subscribe to our podcast on your friends and family's phones. You know, they're not going to mind. Um, and yeah, we'll be back at you next Tuesday with uh, a completely different person because uh, we don't know who it is. You know, you don't know. We don't know. Evan doesn't know. Nobody knows. It's a mystery. That's right. That's how we like it. So uh, thanks for checking us out. Bye.